Good evening, everybody. This is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, 5.30 p.m., our regular scheduled council meeting. Can I get a roll call, please? All seven council members are present this evening. Thank you. And before we get our invocation and start our meeting, um, I just wanted to bring up something on a very horrific event that just happened recently where we lost five children in our town. And uh, there were some people upset that uh, the city, uh, including the mayor and the city council, had not made any comments on it. I just wanna let you know, we are bound by different uh, rules than the general public when there's an ongoing investigation. Uh, we cannot comment on it right away. Uh, but today we did, uh, I did a video from my office. Uh, you can watch it on the city Facebook page and it will be sent out to all media. And with that being said, I would like everybody to stand. We can have a moment of silence for the family and the children. Thank you. We start tonight with an invocation from Pastor Nicholas Gringer from Hope United, United Methodist Church. If you'd like to stand, please join us. I invite you to adopt the attitude most prayerful for you. Let us pray. Holy one known by many names and in many ways, we lift before you all who govern, particularly those of this council of Bullhead City. Bless these public servants that they may do their work in a spirit of wisdom, charity, justice, and mercy. In a busy season, slow us down and give us moments of rest. You bring joy to an unexpecting world and a stillness that strengthens our hearts, a cry that kindles memories and brings smiles across our faces Visitors who bless us with kind words and warm gifts, angelic music that lifts our weariness. Give us the peace of your way on the earth and let our hearts abound with joy. Amen. Amen. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance to our flag. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Please be seated. We have a presentation from Veterans United. Are they here? Would you like to come up? Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Linda Saldana, and I'm with the Veterans United, uh, Inc. Um, our president couldn't make it tonight because he's under the weather like a lot of people are these past few weeks. Um, this past weekend, we had hosted, the Veterans United had hosted a live nativity, first time in Bullhead City. And um, I have to say it was a really great turnout um, because we did lose a lot of people that were sick um, I lost a couple of cast members, but we had people that volunteered and stepped up to help us finish up this project. So tonight I wanna um, present 
Oh, because all the proceeds forgot. I forgot all the proceeds were going to the Meals on Wheels program. So I want to present um, the, the Meals on Wheels program um, a check um, for $2570, um, $2,570 that we raised that night. So hopefully next year it'll be a lot more. So um, we want to just thank you guys for doing whatever you guys do and, and all you do for the community. I want to say thank you very much um, to Veterans United for sponsoring this event, um, and it was a beautiful event. Um, we had a beautiful family uh, with the live baby. We had live animals, and it was really um, quite magnificent. Um, meals on Wheels, Bullhead City does about 40,000 meals a year to homebound clients, and um, we serve congregate lunches right across the street here. Um, at the Senior Nutrition Center, and this money is really going to help enhance those programs. We've also started uh, for our seniors doing several activities over the past couple of years. We've got about 150 activities going on any given month at that building. And a lot of people think, well, I'm not old enough to be a senior. I want everyone to know that if you're 50 plus, we categorize you as a senior, so you're more than welcome to come in and join us for our activities um, and uh, breakfast and lunch programs. Linda, I'd like to thank you and Veterans United, not only for what you did here for our seniors, but what you do for our veterans uh, all throughout the year here. I'm proud to have you as a neighbor, and uh, I appreciate it. We have veterans here in the audience. I'm sure they all appreciate what you do. And we can't thank you enough. Thank you. All right, call to the public. If you're speaking as an individual, you have three minutes. If you're with a group, your group must be with you. You have five minutes and let us know. Thank you. Start with you, Steve. Stephen Lee, speaking on behalf of Voices for Freedom for five minutes, and I do have uh, four members present. Okay. As free Americans, we will not comply with medical or you, police. You want to speak into the microphone so we all hear you? As free Americans, we will not comply with medical or political tyranny. Um, Voices for Freedom uh, got an endorsement uh, from uh, uh, Mike Lindell himself uh, this Saturday, uh, as well as Lee Dundas, who works closely with General Flynn. Um, so I'm pleased to announce that. And uh, we may actually have uh, some of them speaking uh, before us. There were other endorsements that were also given. Um, they appreciate what we're doing here with Voices for Freedom and Fighting for Freedom. Uh, um, completely separate from them, another friend of mine uh, is um, uh, Dr. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, my brain just blanked out. Um, uh, 
but her site is uh, preventgenocide2030.org. And this is something that we need every citizen, everyone who's hearing my voice, to go to this site and register and support the bills. Demand that your senators and congressmen support the bills of Chip Roy and Mike Lee. These bills will get us out of the United Nations. We will not, and the World Health Organization tyranny, we will not accomplish this. Her husband uh, was the uh, late uh, Major General Alfred Stubblebine. Uh, and if we are able to garner 50 million people, we will force the hands of our senators and congressmen to do this. But time is short. If we don't do it, in 2024, if we don't exit, we will be under such tyranny going into 2025, and they've already announced every one of you was elected. There will be no more elections. The AI will decide who rules over us and what the rules are. So we really, really need, th this is out in the open. This is not a conspiracy theory. So we really need, please, all I want for Christmas is a human resistance. And I beg every one of you, give to me a Christmas present, give to yourself a Christmas present, give to your neighbors, to your friends, to your enemies, the Christmas present of freedom. Go to Prevent Genocide 2030. She has made it so easy. In five minutes, you can do what on your own would have taken you hours to research and be able to do, and you can do it with a few clicks of a mouse. Send it after you go. Send the website to everyone you know. We need to do this for all of mankind. And on that note, uh, I'm still not pledging allegiance to the flag uh, that has the tassels, which is the corporate flag of the United Nations and the corporate flag the uh, maritime flag. Uh, I have a flag that if you'll display it, I would like to give as a Christmas gift uh, to the city of Bullhead City uh, and to the mayor and city council. If you will display it in this council chambers. Since you are willing to display a flag which is not the unadulterated American flag, I have a version of the American flag which is also adulterated, but I think that most people could support and that would support freedom and true, honest, fair elections and benefit our truly elected president of the United States. On that note, I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, I thank you very much, and I hope you guys will heed these warnings because time is short, and this is for everyone. This is not about anybody's ego or our differences on other things. This is about our freedom and preserving the way of life that our ancestors gave us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next. Anyone? Anyone? Gary? I'll take it from my man cave. 
I'll take it for my man cave. Yes, Gary. Good evening, Mayor, Council, audience, TV land. The ham man is back for one last shot. Gary Genovese, Bullhead City. We've all traveled the highways and byways, many of us have, in the western states, and we've seen a sign from time to time that says, and I paraphrase, last chance for something. So I am here to tell you this is my sign. This is the last chance to purchase a honey-baked ham which will benefit the Colorado River Historical Society and Museum, of which is there for all of your benefits throughout the city, for you to come and see all of the artifacts that the volunteers, no one gets paid there, all the volunteers from the President Carol Finkelstein all the way down to lowly me, the driver of the car, that provides the background to our city and the background to our local community for all the artifacts that are available. New addition has been put on to the museum, so this will be exciting in the months to come. So the Honey Baked Ham is a fundraiser that we all provide some money to that will allow them to continue on with their endeavors. Delicious honey-baked ham. Many of you have had that. Uh, golden crust on the outside, juicy on the inside. Oh, I've had it in my house almost every time, and it is delicious and goes fast. So this honey-baked ham will be available. I will go get them with the ladies on Thursday. That'll be the last chance that you have to Order your ham up till about noon on Thursday, and you can call Susanna Van Sloten at 928-234-4807. She will be the order taker, and she will be the one that takes care of all of that. We bring them to her house, you pick them up, and enjoy yourselves on your Christmas day, because this is the last of 2023, the last chance. So dive right in, order your ham for Susanna, and we'll provide some necessary nourishment and love for the holiday. Thank you. Thank you. Who'd like to speak next? Jim Fuller, Bullhead City. Well, it is coming to Christmas, so I got a little bit more scripture. I love my God, almighty God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Psalms 119, verse 26, and also 33, I have declared my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Teach me, O Lord, the ways of your statutes and I shall keep it to the end. This is King David, second king of Israel. What a guy, I can't hardly wait to go see this guy. He's one of my Bible heroes. Uh, David asked God to teach him his statutes and God readily answered his request. Today, we be wise to make the same request of the Almighty. After all, only God can teach us 
how to make truly wise decisions, how to discern which candidates to vote for, and how to get along with one another after the voting results are in. America is known throughout the world for our patriotism, pride, and honor. Let this be a time of bringing glory and praise to his name while we exercise our freedom of speech and our right to vote during the campaign process and the days to follow. I believe that this forum here is an awesome place to fix problems that we have in our country, and it starts right here at the local level. So God bless you, Merry Christmas, and hope to be able to have the freedom to keep coming back here until the day that I can't. Thank you very much. Thank you. Who's next? Eva. My name is Rolf Vetter. Uh, I have a group here of my tenants, uh, so I guess I get five minutes. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's on the agenda, Mayor. This is uh, item number three on the consent agenda. We could pull that from the consent agenda, and you'll have time to speak on that when that item comes up. That's what I wanted to know. Okay, okay sorry. Great. great, thank you. All right, you're back up, Eva. Eva Corbett, Bullhead City. Merry Christmas to everyone, especially Toby Cotter. I wanna, you know, I'm a promoter of the Mojave High School Choir, and they're doing an event in January. It's called Decades, and it's the flashback to the 70s and 80s. So it'll be fun. Uh, January 5th, 2024. This is our first one of the year, I think. Uh, 6 p.m. at the Mojave High School Auditorium in Bullhead City. I know that everyone knows where that is. And we support the choir because they are the leaders of the future. Thank you. Thank you. Next. Harvey. Good evening, everybody. Um, my name is Harvey Pryor. Um, Merry Christmas and all those other wonderful things. Um, my deepest condolences to the family that lost their loved ones. Deepest condolences to the Diaz family and the Williams family also from that tragic accident. Um, I know y'all do the social media and I know y'all see my post and I'm kind of upset about A&G towing and I know people have taken that steps, but when companies are contracted with the state, city, county, and the rest of that, and they show up at an accident scene and they start taking out their own phone, taking pictures of the accident scene before the families are even notified and publish those photos. And then when the company finds out they don't fire that individual, that company does not need to be doing any kind of business with any of us. They need to be gone, take themselves back to California, wherever they came from. And that individual, that is just straight out dis 
disgusting behavior. No way can anybody condone that. The fact that they didn't fire him yet, as of last Saturday, tells me that they're condoning his actions. That is utterly disgusting. I feel so bad for the Williams family. We all know I'm an alcoholic. I used to drink a whole bunch. You don't get that drunk drinking alone. Travel doesn't want to be so quick with that uh, accident report either, just like the one accident that happened way down there at the bottom of uh, Mustang and the rest of that bottom of Mojave Valley. They still ain't getting him up with the accident report on that. A lot of people want answers. A lot of people deserve a lot of answers. A lot of families were hurt, and some are still left in the dark, and they're not in this town to be able to ask the right people to get those questions answered, and they need some help. The scanner call came out about that fire. God, the fact that there was mention of a hydrant issue, I want all of y'all to put it on the dang agenda our Bullhead City app gets an update and we know every gum hydrant that does not work or has any kind of issue in this town. Y'all have owned the water company long enough. Y'all are responsible for the fire hydrants. I know my insurance company wants to know which hydrant is closest to my house and can put out the fire in time. Everybody should have that comfort in knowing that. The fact that we can't find that even on our Bullhead City app, Bullhead Utilities or anywhere else, tells us you don't want us to know. I know y'all just got this back from the fire department over a year ago. We need y'all to really step up on this. God bless you all. God bless America. Thank you. Thank you. Scotty from Ballhead. On December 7th, I did another public records request. And guess what I found out? The cameras that these cops are using, the body cameras that you guys approved, that's thousands of dollars worth, they don't have them on in here. They are not on. That's why I couldn't get information to give to my lawyer. I'm livid over this that we have body cameras and the cops don't turn them on unless they are in confrontation. They're not on, are they? What are you looking at? You don't know that? You do now. Public record request, by the way, where's the trash can? Okay, enough of that one, huh? The fire hydrants <clears throat> was published at the last meeting there. How come we Spent $100,000 on down there more at the Rotary Park. I have two by my house that don't work. I've had two fires. My neighbor and me had a vehicle fires. They had to run a mile down the road to get them. They were gone anyway, but you know, we need to fix them one at a time. This animal thing, if we had a civil grand jury they would have investigated that problem with that woman. It might have taken them a year, 
but you guys are going to never do anything about it. None of you are going to do a thing about it. A civil grand jury would have and will when I get the grand jury going here. I'm going to get it going. They will investigate that and why you guys are sitting on your duff doing nothing. That will come out because they have a summary, findings, and then recommendations to the Board of Supervisors, and I'm sure it'll make the paper. Thank you for doing nothing again. Now, what's this deal that's going up, up on the Laughlin, or the property that Don Laughlin left us? We got little private parties going on up there. We're paying 50 grand a year to have a guy live up there. We got people going up there. You were up there. Little shooting matches up there and stuff. What the heck is going on up there on the property? I thought we were going to trade it, but it's whatever. Little private party going on up there. Uh, I told the newspapers I was going to. This is the the thing uh, that you had your private little party there was Christian Cinema. I'm going to put it on my Facebook page instead of the newspapers. I don't like this newspaper anymore. Anybody with me on that? If you want to see it, it'll take a week or two. It's Scotty for District 2 at gmail.com. And I got plenty of these if you need them. This shows the four people that are running against me or with me. Guess I didn't get to the, your little expenditures. Chief Moore, would you like to come up and talk about our fire hydrants? Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. <laughs> Good evening. It's been a long couple of days. I apologize. Uh, Chief Moore, Fire Chief, Logan City Fire District. Uh, I can sit up here and tell you guys that uh, during this tragic structure fire that we went to this week and that we did not have a, a hydrant issue. It's, it's concerning and disappointing. And the reason I'm up here is because we see, uh, we talk about despicable behavior. We see these allegations being thrown out there on social media and there's frankly no truth to any of it. So uh, there were two hydrants for us on that scene, one was 300 feet from the house, the other is 400 feet from the house, and they both function correctly in the way that they should. And so, um, it's unfortunate, but we've gotta take the time to address these kind of rumors, when we should really be focusing on lifting up the spirits of those that are involved, as well as all the responders that responded to the incident. But the hydrants did work properly, and, um, and it's not factual or accurate, so. If there's any other questions on, in regards to that incident, um, they can certainly direct them to me and we'll address them as needed in accordance with what we're doing with the uh, press releases and with the ongoing investigation. All right. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. Anyone else from the audience? All right. We'll close the call to the public. Agenda modifications. Any items to be withdrawn from or moved to the appropriate place on the agenda? Mr. Mayor, I move that we remove uh, poll item number three. You got a motion? Second. All right, cast your votes. <coughs> so in favor of the motion, motion carries. A waiver motion. Mr. Mayor, I move to waive the reading in full of all ordinances and resolutions presented for adoption at this meeting. Second. All right, cast your votes. So in favor of the motion, motion carries. Manager's report. Thank you, Mayor Domingo, council members. Uh, good evening. I would also like to offer our condolences from our staff 
our captain, arms, Chief Treves, uh, spend a lot of time out at the site, as did Fire Chief Moore. They were there, they saw it, they know how quickly the fire was put out. Unfortunately, the tragic events that occurred before that are something we, we all have to understand and cope with and you know understand the investigation is ongoing and when those results are known, the public will know. Uh, they've been very transparent, very forthcoming in something that just happened on Saturday. Um, again, uh, tragic accident, five local children all perished in that fire. Uh, our department, our employees, the, ch the chief and his employees of the fire department, uh, they had to go and deal with that too. So it's tragic all around. And unfortunately, uh, as I said, you know, we'll all have our own ways to deal with that from a city, from a community. Um, and we all can try to find blame and we can blame police, fire, hydrants, other things. The fact is there are thousands, over 2,000 working hydrants in the city. Um, we have to do everything we can to avoid structure fires. We have to do everything we can to avoid accidents, and that's an ongoing uh, intervention that we all have with each other, our families, and in the community. And so, to property owners out there, we hope that you secure your properties and keep them from uh, flames. And you know, to families, hold your loved ones and make sure they're safe. And to our police and fire, thank you for everything they did this weekend and will continue to do through all the accidents and tragedies that we see unfortunately on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. It's, you know, it's nothing new to them, but it's still tragic uh, for our police and fire teams. Uh, but we would also like to um, you know, let the community know that we have over 2,000 working hydrants. If someone has a concern about a hydrant in their neighborhood, we are glad to come out. Mr. Clark and his team will turn that valve and show you that the hydrant worked. In fact, uh, Mr. Regan brought up a hydrant that he felt wasn't working in his neighborhood. We did go out and we looked at that and that hydrant has been fixed. So it's an ongoing effort. I agree with some of the comments that the community made. Everyone wants to know that the hydrant on their street is working. But we also need to remember, you know, if there's a fire or an accident or something in your neighborhood, call 911 immediately. That's something that we all have to take to heart too. Um, that being said, I do have a couple items. I'll skip over item three on my report tonight just for brevity's sake. Um, it, it is appropriate um, that, uh, that I not skip over item number one and two. I think they're important for the community to hear. I think it's an opportunity for us to also, as we you know, think about the simpler things in life, also understand what the community did this year. And I'll make it very brief. <laughs> Um, these are some of the high-level things that we accomplished working together in 2023 as we bring this year to an end. Uh, we purchased the newspaper building for the new animal shelter, and those bids are uh, soon to be out on the street, coming back to the city council for award for a brand new animal shelter that will be under construction in 2024. We opened the Bullhead Bell down at Community Park. The, the former celebration boat was donated to the city and has now become one of the premier locations for tourists and locals to hang out on the Colorado River. We recently signed an agreement with the Optimum Community Center, whereby the ownership is now in the city's hands, not in the school district's hands. We purchased new police cars, new police boats, new SWAT vehicle, valued well over $1.5 million investing and funding our police department, our very capable police department. We made numerous improvements, millions of dollars worth of improvements to our water and wastewater facilities 
We obtained millions of dollars of grants. We settled opioid lawsuits with the distributors and manufacturers, and that's gonna bring hundreds of thousands of dollars back into our community so we could continue to, to fight the opioid epidemic that's occurring in our community. We worked out a major jurisdictional transfer on Highway 95. Uh, once this construction project is done, we will be taking over full control of Highway 95. We adopted an ordinance to allow backyard chickens. We started the new senior center, which is almost fully framed. You can see it on Train Road. We adopted numerous other ordinances to help with uh, other uh, you know, neighborhood items in our community. We had tremendous success in our economic development efforts. We adopted a balanced budget, carried over the largest <laughs> surplus in the city's history, and we've won awards for our financial acumen. We also established here, and we are, were the first metropolitan planning organization that's been awarded in 10 years. We now have a fully functional uh, MPO plan that will now be going through its process as required by, by the federal government because of our significant growth. There's much more that I could be talking about, but those are just some high level issues, uh, things we accomplished in 2023. It's our job to do those daily duties for our citizens. I'm extremely grateful for the hard work of your 300 plus full-time city employees and your 200 plus part-time employees that make this community great. I look forward to working with all of you and all of our employees in 2024 as we take on a whole bunch of new missions and we're continue to make our community one that I would say is a jewel in the, in the desert for sure. I also wanna touch on fireworks because it will come up at our next meeting and people will be mad. Senate Bill 1188, which was passed by the Senate, signed by the governor, and required of the city, requires us to allow people to shoot off fireworks. Just so everyone understands that, we cannot ban the use of fireworks. Now there are permissible fireworks and those that are illegal. If you go to the IV and buy them and bring them here, that's illegal. If you buy them at Target, it's not illegal. So essentially, just need the community to understand that the state law allows permissible fireworks from December 26th, coming up next week, through January 4th. So if your neighbor is shooting off permissible fireworks between 8 a.m. and 11 p.m. on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th and 30th, they're allowed to do that. And then on the 31st, they can do it all the way through 1 a.m. If they're shooting off illegal fireworks, please call 911. Captain Harms and his team will respond to every call as we can. If we have other significant crimes or other uh, cases where well-being's in jeopardy, we may be tied up and may not be able to respond to that firework complaint. If we're not, we will respond. We have arrested people for shooting off illegal fireworks and we will if we can catch them in the act. Again, we're, our operators are standing by, our dispatchers, some of the same people who dealt with the fire on Saturday are answering phone calls right now and will be throughout the holidays, so if anybody has any concerns that require emergency contact, call 911 and our operators will assist, including fireworks. If you believe your neighbors are shooting off illegal fireworks, please call. That concludes my report, thank you. Council members, current events, um, anybody have anything? Mr. Mayor, um, I would like to also extend my condolences to the families of the Anna Circle Fire and just share some 
um, beautiful things that our community is doing. Uh, there's a fundraiser car wash, 100% of the proceeds will be going to the families affected by the Anna Circle Fire, Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th, and Sunday the 31st. Um, there is also uh, River Fund, who has, Mike Connor is here, he's been instrumental in helping all the victims. I know that there are uh, PayPal, I'm sorry, not PayPal, um, GoFundMe links that have been put up, but I would encourage everyone to please donate through River Fund. All the funds stay here in our community and help not only the victims, the parents, but also the neighbors that have been displaced, the roommate that's been displaced, um, the, the gentleman that um, got smoke inhalation. So please donate to River Fund. It's an amazing organization in our town. And tomorrow night there is a candlelight vigil at Rotary Park at 6 p.m. Um, everybody is welcome to come. The families will be there. It's going to be a beautiful time for our entire community to wow. grieve together this terrible, terrible loss. So thank you to everyone that has um, reached out to them. They just need our love and support right now. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, just real quick, Mr. Mayor. I also want to extend my condolences and hope to see everybody at the vigil. And on a lighter note, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I would like to thank all of the folks in our town, all our friends from, from across the river, who have contributed to all of the agencies, clubs, businesses, churches, and organizations that have so willingly collected food, toys, clothing, money, etc all of the needy families and their children to make this a Christmas to remember. We must not forget also to thank all the volunteers who have dedicated their time, resources, effort, and money to make this a beautiful holiday season for all. You'll surely be blessed for all that you have done and contribute, and thank you for all the work you do throughout the year. Thank you once again, and have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Thank you. Anyone else? Already? Mr. Mayor, I'd just like to take a moment and also offer my condolences to the family that lost their loved ones and to our police, fire, and that includes our dispatch personnel, all of the people that would respond to something like this. It is, I know, truly heartbreaking for all of you. So I wanna say thank you. I also want to congratulate the Chamber of Commerce and the city for a fantastic boat parade last uh, weekend with over uh, 30 entrants and it was a very nice event and I think really brought some Christmas cheer and some holiday cheer to our community. So thank you all. Thank you. Anyone else? All right, it's my turn. I got a couple things. First of all, again, my condolences. Uh, we have a great community here. We always come together when there's tragedy. Um, it's a shame that it comes to that for us to come together. We should stay together at all times. Um, but God bless this family, and uh, we'll see you at the vigil. Uh, I'd also like to uh, thank our city staff and um, our partnership with the with the school on uh, Winterfest, which we had this weekend, out this Saturday, out at the field house. It was a great success. Our kids got to have a lot of fun that they wouldn't normally have. Um, I don't want to be repetitious, but I'd like to thank the chamber with the with um, their partnership with us with the boat parade too. That was another great event. And next I want to go into, uh, just real briefly, um, 
Mr. McClure, at the last council meeting, you brought up my travel and you weren't here to hear uh, my reply to it, but I'm not gonna go through every little single thing. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, I invite you to my office and we'll go through, excuse me, we'll go through, uh, I have an open door policy. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come meet with me. I'll go through every financial paperwork, piece of paper you wanna go through and we'll explain everything in detail. Uh, just quickly touch on some of the things here. We did one trip to Winslow, Arizona for one day with uh, myself and Travis. Um, to, that was the uh, ADOT board meeting. Uh, we had put in for $27 million to have Highway 95 repaved, not only in Bullhead City, but all the way through Fort Mojave and Mojave Valley. It had got taken off the consent agenda because it was six and a half million over budget. So we went out there, I gave a presentation with pictures of our highway, pictures of the potholes, accident statistics, gave a great presentation and we were awarded the $27 million and they're starting on the highway right now. That's what one trip was for. We also, we also did, uh, this one was two trips to Phoenix, uh, our Veterans Peninsula. We were paying $13,000 a year for about 30 years, every year. Um, it was state sovereign land. We maintained it, we did everything, but we still had to pay 13,000 a year. I did uh, two trips out there, one to give a presentation to the House, the next to give a presentation to the Senate. And unanimously, they uh, voted for us to take over that. The Veterans Peninsula is now, uh, now ours from here on out. It will always be a Veterans Peninsula and we will never pay another penny to the state for it. That's another trip. Uh, another trip to Phoenix uh, was to meet with uh, our state legislators uh, to lobby for $8 million for our right-hand turn lanes. That money is now sitting in our bank account. We're gonna be starting that very soon. Uh, so we secured that money. Another trip uh, was brought up uh, to Las Vegas, uh, which was just a turnaround trip. It cost about 25 bucks in gas uh, to go to a Coast Guard luncheon and meet about them coming out here and patrolling our beaches during the summer because we've had some very bad, um, you're all aware of some of the accidents we've had on our beach and they are now doing that for us. So that's what we got out of that trip. Uh, we also, when we go out there for a trip to see someone, we spend the entire day, we try to meet with as many different people as we can. If we have a meeting with one person, we, meet, we schedule three or four other meetings and get every second of our time while we're out there. We also met with the, uh, the, the State Tourism Division and to try to get funding uh, for the air show and any other activity we might have around here. And I just found out they're gonna be coming down here in a week or two to meet with us and look at the area and uh, we're probably gonna get the $100,000 for the air show. Um, recently, me and Travis did, did a four day trip in DC. Uh, we met with everyone out there. The main objective we went out there was for $300 million for our water infrastructure so we could have clean, clear drinking water out of our faucet, which we thought we would never be able to have. Uh, I'm in hopes that we'll get at least half that money. Uh, the whole thing would be good, but we got a good shadow of that. We also met with uh, transportation, Federal Transportation Board while we were out there trying to secure uh, $30 million to get uh, the parkway completely redone with lighting, with sidewalks, with everything. Um, I could keep going on, we met with everybody, but every trip we made, we got a, an accomplishment out of it. Uh, we might have spent you know, a few hundred bucks for the trip, but we saved millions. And let me tell you, these are not pleasure trips. I do not enjoy spending time away from my family, especially a week in DC, but it's worth it to get the stuff done for our citizens. But um, anyway, if anyone has any questions about that, my office is open. I have an open door policy for anybody. We'll go through anything and everything you wanna go through.
So that concludes my report. Thank you. Now we go to uh, item pulled from the consent agenda, item number three. Item number three is approval of the mutual release and settlement agreement concerning the conclusion of the litigation in the Mojave County Superior Court, CV 2023-00297 concerning the public nuisance that was abated at 1690 Marble Canyon Drive, Bullhead City. Mayor D'Amico, council members, this item was pulled. This is a request for a final approval of a settlement agreement in the amount of $231,000 to be paid to the city from the defendant, Miracle View Condo Homeowners Association, along with the principal owner, Ralph Vetter. The council is very aware of this item. I don't know that I need to go into too many specifics, but I'm happy to read the entire item if the mayor would like me to. But essentially, it comes down to a failing septic system for the uh, property at 1690 Marble Canyon Drive. <laughs> the city did forcibly connect that property to sewer because of the, sailing, the failing septic tank. Quite honestly, the city did everything in its power to prevent 32 people from becoming homeless, which was right around the corner from the Mojave County Environmental uh, Department, along with ADEQ. Failing septic systems are no joke. The city pumped it the city connected it. The settlement agreement went through Mojave County uh, Court. Uh, there was a mediation. The city uh, and Mr. Vetter did settle. I'll keep it at that, and Attorney Garnemery and I are happy to answer any questions you may have. And I do remember this case very well. We also had to work with Mojave County to not shut down and put the people out. They wanted to, and we worked with them, so we did not have to. Um, sir, you wanted to come up and speak on it? My name is Rolf Vetter. I'm a disabled army veteran, 75 years old, and uh, I'd like to know how much time I have. I have a group here. Five minutes. Five minutes, all right, very good. Uh, this was the, 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 re the failing septic tank. Uh, Grace has one, but I'd like to give you. I, I've seen them, I believe. I believe we've all seen them in the past. I don't think so. This was, this was photographed from the person that was that was uh, pumping our septic tank, and this started everything. This st uh, this started every, uh, the, the whole mess. It was a truck running over our septic tank, and we had the person that ran over it, or the Dan Daniel Septic that uh, the, that pumped it, called us that that it had broken. They offered to replace that septic tank for $4,000. Cullen called, yelled, screamed, <coughs> sent notices to every every uh, tenant that they were going to shut us up. They were going to shut the water off, and uh, it scared it scared us. And said, "There's no way that we can we can replace that pump that uh, that." Uh, septic tank, we have to hook up to the sewer system, the city sewer system. The city sewer system was a quarter of a mile away across Marble Canyon Boulevard. It was impossible. It was impossible to, to hook up to. They refused to give us permits to fix the septic or to replace it. And that's what started this whole thing. I 
surreptitiously got it fixed. And I, I wrote the thing because I, was, I love Bullhead. Let me put it that way. I love Bullhead. I, I love it so much we bought 39 condominiums here, 28 of which are at Marble Canyon up on a hill. And uh, the septic tank overflowed. Daniels come out. The next morning, our HOA received a call from Daniels, our septic tank. Anyway, I got all that used people. So <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, you took all of that away from me. Holden Daniel offered to replace the tank for 4000 Instead of helping us solve the problem, Cullen, an official who said he was in charge, yelled at our HOA, threatened to turn off the water, gave notice to every tenant. He, he fined our HOA thousands of dollars, refused to permit us to replace it, and said we have to hook up to the city sewer. And the city sewer would have to be extended, and that would be the city's responsibility, not ours. Now, our condominiums would be stranded without water or sewage facilities. <laughs> Fast forward a year, and the city sewer had still not been completed. Our condos would have had to be abandoned. When the sewer finally reached our property, we were ready to hook up. But the Bullhead City Attorney filed a lawsuit against us for over $500,000 and filed a restraining order forbidding us to hook up. Now, 400, over 500,000 the city sued us for. I, ju I just wanna give you the cost down break, breakdown. Could have fixed it, replaced it for 4,000, whatever. Then the city could have taken years, doesn't matter. Or the next day we would have hooked up to the sewer. They didn't let us. Now it's cost us $231,000 settlement to Boodlehead City, $185,000 in legal fees. The city, I don't know how much they paid out in legal fees. I have no idea, but he went, got, uh, Mr. Emery, went to got, get a, a law firm out of Phoenix. He didn't sue us, didn't pick a, uh, didn't pick a, a, a law firm here in Bullhead, had to go to a, an expensive firm, I had no choice but to hire a lawyer myself. Now, this came to over a million dollars. A million dollars. And your portion comes from the taxpayers. Mine comes out of my pocket. So I have to raise rents. I asked my tenants to come to this meeting so they would know why I have to raise their rents. Merry Christmas. There needs to be an accounting of this, this is, un it could have cost a third of what it did, yet it cost over a million dollars out of my pocket and yours. There needs to be an accounting. I have, I have my cards here. I'll gladly give you uh, my, my business card. I will come into town. We can go over it, whatever you like. Uh, can I give these pictures of the, the sewer? I mean, it's yes. very simple, there's nothing to it. Just the top row. unconscionable, absolutely unconscionable. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Brady, um, oh. I'm sorry, Mayor D'Amico. This goes back to Mayor Brady when it first started uh, many moons ago when the county called us and said they asked us to shut the water off. We did everything in our power to work with the residents to keep them in their homes without shutting off their water. I have a lot to say, my attorney's gonna tell me not to do it. What Mr. Vetter just said was flat out lies, and he's lying to his residents, 
And you know what? The facts are clear. This city did everything in its power to ensure that you weren't displaced. We could have easily said, we agree with the county, shut your water off, good luck. Mr. Vetter tried to file an insurance claim to deem the whole place irreconcilable, to move all of you out. He did, I have the emails to prove it. Show it. I'm happy to, I'm happy to. Please. In fact, the insurance company actually said, please take us off this email string. We no longer wish to entertain any of these emails. But this city council approved an expenditure to run the line up the street, and then we forcibly had to go to court so we could run it on your property, again, so that no one was displaced. The county board of supervisors had a meeting well before this saying, no septic, move them out. This city did everything in our power to ensure that that didn't happen. This settlement agreement is not fair to us either. It's not fair to you, it's not fair to us. It's getting the sewer to the site. So the city is paying for all the sewer in the street. The city is bearing all of its legal costs. And so I would ask the residents to have their own meeting with Mr. Vetter and see all the records that he has available, look at all the transcripts, all the depositions, and you'll see a different story than what was just told to you at that podium. Not a word, not a word. Mr. Mayor, um, I think we've had public hearing, had input from the city manager. Is this document ready to be voted on? Well, there's been a court case already, excuse me, I didn't interrupt you, but there's been a court case and mutual agreement has been reached. So there's, I don't see any other point. It, it's ready for council approval. Okay. Mr. Mayor, I move that we approve item three as presented. Second. And cast your vote. So in favor of the motion, motion carries. All right, and we went a little out of order. We need to approve the consent agenda. So moved. All right, cast your votes. So in favor of the motion, motion carries. Item number six. Discussion of possible action to approve the purchase of the police department taser seven bundles in the amount of $108,856.13. Mayor D'Amico, Captain Harms will present this item. Thank you, City Manager Cotter. Mayor Council, this is a request to purchase 38 Taser 7 basic bundles to start the transition to replace the outdated Taser XP20, X26Ps that are currently in use. The bundle includes the Taser, the holster, battery packs, and an extended warranty through October of 2028. Uh, the Taser in use is the X26P. It's nearing its uh, end of life and will not be supported in the near future. The vendor Axon Enterprise Inc. is a state contract vendor, contract number ADS 015-080208. Now the funds have been budgeted in the PD administration capital account to cover this purchase. Uh, as mentioned, that warranty is, uh, it's a five-year warranty, it is all-inclusive. Uh, I talked with our Taser Master, uh, so if they drop them, they break them, they dump, drop them in the river, Taser replaces them. Uh, this, this update that I talked about, the XP26 had some, X26P, excuse me, 
had some limitations. The uh, new taser has some advanced technologies that have been shown very useful in studies. And I stand for any questions. I'm just curious, when you get these, do you test one out to see how they work? Mm -hmm. We have, yes, sir. I have a volunteer for you. Captain, I really appreciate you letting me know. I, I never knew there was a uh, end of life or shelf life on these items. What is the shelf life? How, how long is it? So they are uh, normally about five years. We do have some tasers that are in service a little bit longer. Uh, we try to be resourceful as long as they are serviceable and usable. I, I think the longest is about six, maybe seven years. So five years is our target. So we'll be back in a year or two to ask to, to get the rest of the tasers up to the taser seven. Okay, what I, I want to say is that uh, we want to always have the best for our police department. <laughs> you guys are the best in the business. I'd rather see tasers being used to save a life rather than the alternative. Thank you very much. Anyone else have any questions? Anyone from the audience? Just a question for you, Captain Harms. Uh, is the tech, what is the technology uh, the advanced technology mentioned that are in the new tasers? So there's a few that I'll name just quickly. So one is uh, our current tasers, the X26Ps, are a single cartridge design, meaning that you can only fire and activate one taser at a time. The new ones have a double cartridge and you can activate both. So one of the, the most prevalent failures in taser the taser activation is darts being too close. That's, we're supposed to be a certain distance away. This can actually use two different dart sites and make that connection, make it more effective, and, uh, less, less lethal. So there's nothing AI or remote controlled or any interface or anything like that? No. It's just a local device still? Yes. Okay, so there wasn't any other advanced it, it's all tech? It's all like controlled by the user. Okay, thank you. Anyone else from the audience? Then I'll entertain a motion, please. Six is red. Second a motion. Cast your vote. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number seven. Discussion possible action to adopt resolution number 2023R56, approving an application for and receipt of grant funds from the Arizona State Parks and Trails State Lake Improvement Fund for rehabilitation of the fishing pier at Rotary Park. Mayor Diabico, our Assistant City Manager, Eddie Kajera, will present this item. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I stand for you today asking for your approval to submit the um, fishing pier project to the uh, Arizona State Lake Improvement Fund program. This is a program run by the Arizona State Parks and Trails. We've had great success with them uh, from um, different projects such as the Splash Pad, by uh, community park and other projects that might be uh, around the community. Uh, this fishing pier, uh, I, I did take the help of uh, Mr. Heath, our parks and rec superintendent to sort of help me nail down how long it's been here. We didn't really determine a date, but we can tell you for a fact that it's over more than 25 years. Uh, so almost 30 uh, from what, uh, uh, the vice mayor is saying. So the structural foundation obviously needs to be reworked. Uh, this grant is up to a maximum of 750,000. 
we will be submitting it for the maximum 750,000. And uh, once we redevelop it, we're gonna add some lights, uh, redo the structure, and then it's also used by our public safety uh, officers uh, during summertime or when they can dock in by the fast aid station. I stand for any questions, thank you. Anybody have any questions, Dan? Any question I have is, if we do get the grant, how long will it take to replace, if you know, how long will it take to replace that, that particular pier over there? Because I fish down there all the time. Yeah, so that's one of the main reasons why we're redoing it. Uh, we have a large portion for our community that goes out there to do recreation, fishing, and just sort of enjoying our parks. So uh, once we get it, uh, it takes about two or three months to go through the board. Uh, we are hoping that once they approve it around February or March, we should be putting it out to bid shortly thereafter. Um, if it's bidded out and we have a contractor, it's our goal and the city manager's goal to have it done before July 1 of 2024. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It definitely needs replaced. There's a piece of wood coming right out of the middle of it and the gate's all in bad shape. Uh, Mr. Pryor here is very uh, familiar with that area and I'm sure he'll agree with us that it needs to be fixed. Yeah. All right, any from the audience? I don't think anyone wants to speak, I don't know. Come on up, Harvey. Harvey Pryor. Um, yeah, this is actually beautiful, Eddie. And Dave Heath, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. I remember poking, throwing him under the bus on this one when there was a tree growing out the end of that thing that's kind of growing back. But down there, there's a big hole between the guardrails for the police dock and the walking pier, and it's right at the bottom of a handicap ramp and you know I'd hate to see a wheelchair that pulls to the left end up down at the bottom of the river you know um, this is kind of really beautiful to see all this going on this is gonna be great hopefully we get it all done before the water levels start rising again before the summer so hopefully we get it thank you thank you anyone else all right then I'll entertain a motion mr. mayor motion to approve item number seven as read second motion cast your votes Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. All right, this is our last council me council meeting of the year. I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and God bless you all, thank you. Merry Christmas.